0: the rich. Neolibs are a bitch. Medicare for all. Your bros can suck my balls. Fuck your reply guys. Please don't fuck your reply guys. Just listen to reply guys. Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys, the leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us. I am Kate Willits. And I'm Julia Clare. Julia, how are you doing?
1: Kate, I'm I'm pretty good. It was 70 degrees today. Really nice out. I'm going to Miami this weekend.
0: What are you going to Miami for? Just for fun?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Cause the CD I'm fully vaccinated and I have mid February and my boyfriend is also fully vaccinated and has been for a while. And the CDC told us we could travel. So we're going to do it. We're still obviously going to be wearing masks inside everywhere. And we're outside as much as possible this weekend, but I'm just, I'm very excited to go anywhere. We haven't been anywhere. Uh <laughs> and um yeah excited to you know florida's not usually my my kind of spot but it's gonna be like 90 degrees and i it's hard to argue with
0: yeah that sounds really nice honestly uh i think louisa lives in miami for a while pretty sure diaz yeah, yeah. Um, Um, but yeah, yeah, that's going to be really fun. I'm very excited for you. Very, I'm
1: very excited. Um, I've also, you know, in an act of bravery and stupidity, I've been just eating more bread and refined carbs than maybe I ever had week, like the week before I'm going to be in a bathing suit for four days. So, um, I think that is, uh, feminist of me.
0: (laughs) I like, I go through periods of like not eating bread sometimes, but it's like few and far between. It's like, if it's like, oh shit, I'm going to be on TV like next week, then I'll lay off the pizza. But otherwise I am the queen of refined carbs, no self-control. I mean, I absolutely, I love, I love a refined carb boy. Do I,
1: but yeah, I don't know why it was really just coincidental that I was, I just was like, oh, I've been eating so much bread and pasta. In the past week more so than i have in maybe the past year and it's right before i'm gonna be in a bathing suit but anyways that's um if we've learned nothing from um capitalist feminism what
0: i'm doing is empowering i'm yeah, I, uh, I'm empowered for you. I'm excited. I want to take a little vacation. I think I'm going to go to California as soon as I, not as soon as I get my second vaccine a couple weeks after I get my second vaccine, yeah. which is next week. I'm going to go see the, the friends and the fam, uh, and have, have a little nice time, but I am, I don't know. I, I, I will miss Albert and Pearl a lot. I think about being away from them and I feel really sad, but. I think oh my God. We, yeah. I. I mean, again, I'm so
1: sorry for those of you who don't give a shit about our cats. I know that we talk about our cats all the time.
0: I feel like they've stopped listening to the podcast, though. Like, I feel like the The people people
1: who (laughs) the people who don't care about our cats. Well, I just think all day long about I was looking at my cat earlier today and she was snuggled up against me while I was working. And I was just like, I'm so grateful to have my little Junie. I love her so much. She just heard her name and she flicked her tail little albert she's she's pissed
0: yeah little albert he just comes and he like lays on my chest and then he just rubs his little face on my face and that's how i wake up almost every morning it's so cute oh my god he's like a little dog it's adorable and then little pearl sits on my lap when i'm on zoom because she hates pearl is not as affectionate of a cat but she's really upset when i pay attention to something besides her um she does not like that whatsoever so we yeah. love a we love a possess possessive attention obsessed queen. Yes. Um, speaking of which, uh, yeah, I was on Katie Halper's live stream this week with uh, Rania Colic and uh, Breejoy Gray, and it was it was fun. We had like a it was a good it was like a, a all ladies live stream for a little while. We're talking about a uh, leftist relationships, and we got into a, a discussion about like. Fucking attachment styles and stuff. And at first, I was thinking, like, well, you know, this isn't like technically political. We got all these political people. But then I was thinking about it and I was thinking about like leftist men, man. There's no limit to, you know, the amount of like video games that it's acceptable to discuss on other leftist podcasts, for example. You know, why can't we discuss? Yeah, attachment issues psychedelics pets you know like i think that uh yeah female coded topics why not you know absolutely it's like um the relationship that we have with our little pets it's like uh it's like uncut gems you know it's like it's related to to bernie sanders somehow <laughs> it's true i haven't seen the movie i don't know the reference but
1: i oh i just left men love that movie that's oh yeah okay yeah um i i just want to i am very glad that my boyfriend doesn't game not that your boyfriend doesn't game at all does does not game at all
0: oh wow damn that's you're really lucky that's uh damn that's that's pretty cool he does do comedy and so that's a strike against him right well as a strike against us you know right we also do that but uh, yeah, I know, but no, if I, I mean, that's a true gem. I, I can I, yeah, I don't know how I, I don't know how I did it. I, uh, I made, uh, Andrew Derso play a gamer in the, in the sketch I made, <laughs> I learned how to do, uh, I learned how to edit video this week. And so I was very proud of myself because I thought that it was going to take a really long time to learn how to edit video, but it only took like two hours and I was able to put something small together with a little tutorial off YouTube. And I, I liked it. It was fun.
1: That's so great. Yeah. Um, Durso has been a guest on the show before he was um he was on a, a drag his ass. I think,
0: I think, no, Durso wasn't on a drag his ass. No, Durso was on a, we just interviewed him about cats. I remember the musical cats. Okay. Okay.
1: Maybe I'm, I'm conflating his episode with David Spector's another oh yeah another no specter's been
0: on a couple drag his ass episodes yeah
1: um just two two absolute kings yeah um yeah kate's video is very funny um check it out if it's on her twitter it's very funny thank you uh it's a good sketch with a lot of uh a lot of gorgeous friends
0: yeah i'm i just thought i'm gonna make like a whole um I think I'm gonna make a whole sketch series uh about you know very minor emotional abuse. The next one I'm thinking about making, we'll see if I do it. I want to make a sketch about a toxically masculine mime who <laughs> manages to be slightly verbally abusive without actually even talking. So wow.
1: Honestly. Yeah we've all we've all <laughs> met guys who who are high achievers in that way
0: like don't you think it'd be funny like if you, you know you're trying to talk and you you, you like want to believe in yourself but then a mime keeps cutting you off but like with miming you know like you yeah. can't even interrupt I don't know I love this and we'll see I love that yeah
1: I had a lot of fun I I was absolutely delirious yesterday and I had a lot of fun i was talking to my my friends and i was like oh we should have a picnic uh when it gets nicer out and then i couldn't stop
0: laughing thinking of someone saying we need to have an emergency picnic <laughs> that is really funny i had some roommates once in college that declared an emergency breakfast meeting <laughs> it was about the dishes in the sink
1: i mean emergency picnic is such a uh, I just, I can't stop thinking about it.
0: I would like to have an, I I feel like in, I don't know. It feels like there's only really like, I feel like there's maybe three to six more weeks when it's going to feel really like pandemic-ish, you know? But I'm feeling like the- Wow, that is some, that is some optimism. I've-
1: I'm I'm awestruck.
0: Well, don't you think so? Cause I feel like almost everyone we know will be vaccinated by June. Don't yeah. you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I just it's so nice to hear
0: it said out loud. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm actually getting like a little I'm weirdly anxious about the end of the pandemic because I'm like, ah, I never cleaned my closet the whole time, you know? I just- <laughs> i I got these fucking cats
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so many
0: chores (laughs) yeah they're so tiny and they're just ruining my room they their new thing is they so the whole time i've had them they have knocked glasses off you know, desks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it used to be an accident and now they're doing it on purpose. They think it's hilarious. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, like I'm going to have to just get only plastic cups or something like that because they like they like team up to like shove glasses and mugs on the floor and every day there's like a thing to, to clean up and sweep up at little shards of glass or coffee cups or whatever. They think this is fucking hilarious. And I, you know, <laughs> I love Albert and Pearl, but... Uh, it's like why must everything i love bring such destruction you know yeah cats, that's a men. cats cats and men yeah that's it at least the cats are tiny <laughs> little, little tiny babies um yeah.
1: all right so this week we let's we we did we did some loose some loose research this week um
0: well, uh, Ponzi scheme king, Bernie Madoff is dead. I mean, rest in power, absolutely. Just yeah.
1: Um, I will be scamming all of
0: my friends in his honor. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bernie Madoff is basically the fucking one guy who took the hit for the. 2008 financial crash. And, you know, obviously there were many, many people to, to blame for that. And he was kind of the, uh, the sacrificial lamb, you know, I think because what he did was so egregious and also because like, you know, people wanted to see someone go down for that, but yeah, I think also he was, he was the one that the financial sector
1: wanted. They, he stole from them too. Exactly. Like, like that's why. I I don't I almost think of him as like as unrelated to the mark to the the financial crisis. Yes. Um, yeah. He was, uh, you know, the original scammer. Um, yeah, cheated cheated a lot of people, including like regular people, like you know, middle class people, out of their life savings. Um, yeah what a fucking ghoul um but yeah bernie madoff died um joe biden uh and who don't
0: like him i'm not a fan
1: we look we <laughs> are we've been pretty clear about about joe biden on the show yeah is uh he's calling for an assault weapons ban uh he wants congress to put that on his desk and ostensibly there are the numbers to do it um the way that it's being reported in the mainstream media is like this is like a hyper partisan issue um that biden is if they keep using the language that biden is ramming things through which is so funny to me because it's, he has done nothing of the sort he all he all he is doing so far is saying that he is creating exploratory committees for different progressive issues basically like
0: exp- an exploratory committee sounds like a euphemism for the kind of sex, sex i had in college you absolutely know? yeah uh well <laughs> uh,
1: yeah that's uh the Exploratory Committee is the definitely um, a sexual position for lazy people, and that's why I love it. Yeah. So basically, Joe Biden is calling for an assault weapons ban um, after yet another mass shooting. Also, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention um, the continued killings of uh unarmed black civilians by uh at the hands of police most recently during uh from the minneapolis police department again um this time it was a uh a girl boss murderer a girl boss murderer yeah um who has uh, as of what i saw i think this morning or yesterday she has resigned um what a so brave um but joe biden is, is calling for this assault weapons ban and it's being portrayed as this as a kind of hyper-partisan move that will jeopardize democrats in the midterms the thing about an assault weapons ban is that it already has majority support from just Americans, period. The majority of Americans already support this Democrat and Republican. Um, So this is not a hyper-partisan issue. I guess the issue really comes from the fact that our districts are so gerrymandered (laughs) and uh, the kind of hyper-conservative Republican uh, voter has such an outsized power and representation in the government um that's where it becomes an issue but i i just hate the i mean if democrats are going to lose in the 2022 midterms it's not going to be because of the assault weapons ban
0: no uh no not not at all i mean yeah it's not Taking, no taking be-
1: taking taking the ar15 off the streets is not going to be what pushes people over the edge Absolutely
0: the average not. the
1: average the average republican voter i'm pretty sure is not like a single issue voter on the ar15 staying in production and legality in the united states
0: yeah no i mean if the democrats are going to lose in 2022 it will be because we're still uh in a recession and mm-hmm. the people who uh profiteered off the pandemic have not paid any sort of price for it and you know uh j- many of joe biden's campaign promises uh, as well as the campaign promises of other elected democrats have not come to fruition there's still mm-hmm. no 15 dollars minimum wage but no it's not you're right it's not going to be because Uh, the AR-15 was banned. if that in fact happens. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I,
1: I'm not a a gun lover and I've, uh, I've said that many times on this show. I'm not, uh, I would love to see this country ban all guns. I know that's never going to happen, but uh, certainly the AR-15, I don't, there's no rational case for the legality of the AR-15 for personal use.
0: I agree. I mean, there's, you know, there's some debate among socialists um, on the topic of of guns. We got the the Socialist Rifle Association out here, you know. Uh, I think you know, it's very concerning that there are so many right wing people with guns and that the state is also so heavily armed. But at this point, from a practical standpoint, I mean, and that the, NRA, of the fucking AR-15s, yeah, in
1: my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know, it's the fact that there are more guns in the U.S. than there are people uh you know which is
0: why we need to give birth to more guns right oh no wait give birth to more people yeah yeah get in the kitchen and (laughs) give birth that's i'm trying to remember what to do with my week (laughs) yeah i'm gonna give birth to a gun
1: later this week um but yeah and it's also of course that the nra has so much power um and they have such a chokehold over the government uh, that's why, you know, you have, you know, after Sandy Hook, you know, when you had a bunch of first graders murdered in cold blood, you couldn't even get the, the simplest background checks passed. Um, And the House actually recently in the last few weeks has passed uh, an expansion of background checks. So that's making its way to the Senate. We'll see about that. Um, but very common sense m- measures, again, that the majority of Americans support. Um, and, you know, to Kate's point about the, you know, the debate among socialists. Yes, absolutely. That's why, you know, DSA is called a Big tent organization. Um, there are uh, a, a number of varying opinions about a lot of different subjects like that but i don't know i've actually never talked to someone from the socialist rifle association so maybe we'll have to get one of them on the show and see what that they would believe. be that would honestly be
0: really fun i would yeah. like to you know that's a very uh that, that would be an interesting episode i do yeah. want to i do want to say that uh dsa is um, doing some work right now to, uh, mobilize people for the pro act. Um, Mm And, and, uh, yeah, I think I saw a tweet today, um, you know, that they had like, what was it, you know, it's over like 2,600 people in the, in the Dem Socialist pro account Slack. And they're doing a lot of organizing, uh, that actually, I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what I can do to participate. Um, you know, keeping phone calls and texts going to, you know, to pressure uh, legislatures. Um, Angus King is being pressured. Uh, Mark Kelly has resisted co-sponsoring uh, the pro act um, Ryan Graham wrote about this on Monday. Um, and of course, Mark Kelly
1: is, uh, one of the senators from Arizona. The other yeah. being, uh, uh Kristen
0: cinema. Yeah. And girl, so the hope girl boss in chief, Kristen cinema, bisexual we, girl boss, um, we love to hate. Yeah. And I think that the hope is that, you know, if he co-sponsors that she'll co-sponsor, um, two. um, the bill has 45, co-sponsors right now the holdouts right now are uh joe Manchin, mark warner of virginia angus king of maine cinema of arizona uh five republicans voted for it in the house um but there's no scenario that uh, a senate republican endorses the pro-act. again i'm uh I am getting this information from Ryan Grimm's piece for the intercept. So we'll link this in the comments. Um, We love Ryan. Um, Yeah. yeah, And
1: I think DSA made a a great point on their, their Twitter Um, you know, the Hill had an article uh, saying the intercepts DC bureau chief says the pro act passage is no longer impossible. And You know, DSA tweeted, and it was only made possible by organized activity of thousands of you from the bottom up. Let's keep the phone calls and texts going. We have a world to win. Yeah, I I mean this.
0: Yeah, this is um, a really important piece of legislation. Um, You know, the anti-union activities of Amazon that ultimately very likely led to uh, the non-passage of, uh, well, I mean, you know, the, the failure to, to unionize in Bessemer, you know, based on so many fucking shady Amazon tactics, many, many, many of which would become illegal um, mm-hmm. if the PRO Act passed. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders has been out there stumping for the PRO Act. Um, it, this is just, you know, this is really, really an important piece of, you uh, of legislation um and um yeah uh, this is this is a big deal um it would be a, a huge huge win for organized labor um make it much easier to to join a union um and uh this is i think a very good place for socialists to be putting our efforts right now and we will also link um the
1: Pro act phone banking sign up in the show notes as well.
0: Yes. Um, okay, so this week we have a guest uh on reply, guys, that you know is very cool. We really enjoyed talking to him, and I'm sure that a lot of you have heard sure, him you already know him before. Yeah. his he name is, is Virgil Texas. He has been he's the co-host of Bad Faith. Uh, you may have heard him at one point on uh chapo a pod, tra- trap House, a podcast called chapo trap house which chapo trap house yeah uh so i don't know very We're very small p- small indie podcast called chapo trap house yeah um but you know i'm a huge fan of bad faith i love that show yeah it's really good. well he yeah. and Bri-
1: he co-hosted as we talk about with brianna joy gray who we mentioned earlier who has been on our show she is incredibly smart and cool and yeah, I like the
0: both of them a whole lot. Yeah, they're very sweet. We had a good discussion with Virgil, which you know, started started in kind of a free-flowing way. and then eventually, uh, very much directed by Julia, it became a really <laughs> sort of incisive point for point takedown of Andrew Yang, Yangism, his candidacy for uh, mayor of New York. I mean, You know, you know how I feel about you and Andrew Yang? There's this fucking guy that I hated in college. He uh, he's he was I hated him (laughs) like he was this guy that uh, he was in a theater class with me, was super annoying. And then I moved into this co-op and then he lived next door to me in the co-op and he started selling sex to men from Craigslist. Which like, I'm not anti-sex work, but I, you know, it was dangerous to have all of these random guys coming yeah. in the house, you know, and he was very like, this is sex shaming or whatever. I hated this guy. It was really annoying. So then, you know, I graduate. I think I'm never going to see this guy again. Turns out he works at the same company as my best friend. So this guy starts coming to all my parties, and I'm like, "Oh no!" Like I'm, I thought I was gonna be rid of him. Right <laughs> then, a couple years go by. This guy starts stand up comedy and is like doing stand up in San Francisco. I move out of San Francisco and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely never going to see that guy again. And then this guy fucking moves to New York and and it's just like this thing where I've just hated him this whole time. And he just keeps appearing in new parts of my life. And this is what I feel like is happening with you and Andrew Yang.
1: Yes, he follows me everywhere I go and he is is determined to ruin my life. Yeah. And the lives of, you know, most of us. mm.
0: Anyway, uh, so, you know, here's our show. We have the first uh, half of uh, the interview with Virgil um, here. And then the second half we will uh, have available to Patreon subscribers. Please subscribe to our Patreon if you can. It's like five bucks a month. We do a few bonus episodes a month and have some really good stuff in there. What's more, we really, you know, we like to be able to pay our producer hopefully more yeah. than 160 bucks at some point you know buy equipment so that we can keep increasing the sound quality of the show and you know do uh, a video potentially hopefully that's our next goal to kind of get a good streaming setup so if there's any way that you could contribute five bucks a month to reply guys if you are in the position we would so so appreciate it It would help us a lot we um, really would yeah that is and also if you can join
1: if you can just I mean if you haven't done so already, if you could rate and review the show, that would be so great as well. It helps other people find it. Um but it, we just want to or- underscore everything by saying like a huge thank you to everyone who does continue to listen. It means so much to us.
0: Yes, thank you so much. All right, friends, we will see you soon. Hello and welcome back to Reply guys the leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us. I am Kate Willett. And I'm Julia Clare. We have a very special guest on this edition of Reply Guys. Um, welcome Great. to the show, Virgil, Texas.
2: Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a real, it's a real pleasure to be here. I've wanted to come on for a while.
0: We have wanted you to come yeah, on for a while. So thrilled. thanks for being on the show. Um, well, you
2: know, that's why I feel like there's just we, none of us don't you know, communicated that and that's why it's important to you know shoot your shot
1: yeah absolutely and i think that that is (laughs) that is common among the online left is that we all just have a lot of thoughts that we don't communicate with one another we certainly love to communicate our own thoughts out into the ether but um yeah i have so many so many mutual admiration stories that have come about years after they should have because I just both of us were too afraid to say anything and isn't that adorable that's a shame
2: yeah that's a that's a shame I mean we got to stop it we got to stop letting the stuff only come out on your deathbed
1: you're right yeah and 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 I was prepared (laughs) Virgil to make it my deathbed confession that I really wanted to have you on the show
2: uh or your tell-all book
1: right yeah whichever whichever came first
0: I think, um, okay, so I think the good place to start here would be, I'd really like to talk about Bad Faith, your new podcast, because Julia and I are both big fans, Mm -hmm. and I think for myself, one reason that I like it is because, you know, it feels very accessible to everyone. Like, I don't feel like... Sometimes there's podcasts that, are like, honestly, to, to, be, to be honest, like, Reply Guys is not for everyone, you know? Like, there's, like, a right. type of person that can listen to this show and yeah. feel like, yes, this is a show for me. And then there's other shows like that for kind of different groups of people. But I feel like there's something very inclusive about Bad Faith, and I was wondering if you did that on purpose.
2: Well, actually, I consider the show to be very symbolically dense. Are you telling me that you're listening and you're not picking up on these subtle, complex illusions?
1: That's exactly what we're saying.
2: Oh, okay. So you you're not uh, you're not you're not picking up on these uh, casual references, to right. the, uh You know the structure of nineteenth century uh, French comedies.
0: Yeah, no, we're not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are not. Kate and I. I'll speak for both of us. I don't know if we're anyone's target audience for anything. So uh, we feel- just we just kind of we just kind of you know spin the wheel and see what, what happens
0: yeah it's like for I, I think we're the target audience for people who like want to be upset about like feminist stuff but then also want to be upset about capitalism you know that's true like,
2: yeah. yeah that's like that's a tough sell you know considering how positive most people are online
0: mm-hmm. you know, engage
2: <laughs> with those issues you know they're yeah. looking for something a little sunnier
1: right yes that's that's the feedback that we consistently get is your show's too negative. We need more, we men. need more more men, more fluff pieces, and we are trying to give the people what they want. Um, it
2: sounds it, it it sounds a lot like the people giving you feedback are just you know like the kind of boss you'd have at a private equity firm,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Or or just my mom, maybe, yeah.
0: Julia's dad. He's my, a, Julia's dad is a police officer, a retired police officer.
1: Retired police officer. <laughs> Kate loves to bring that up to dunk on me, and
0: I'm uh, not dunking on you. I think it's amazing that you got your dad to vote for Bernie Sanders. I did.
1: I did get him to yes. vote for Bernie Sanders. Uh, <laughs> retired cops for Bernie Sanders. The small contingent uh, of just my dad. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, the most controversial DSA
0: caucus.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> more more controversial than force the vote even you know
1: yeah I think um yeah the retired cops for Bernie Sanders were the ones who were really opposed to uh the silent clapping at the last um all DSA meeting
0: yeah so w- we were talking about like the the inspiration for starting bad faith and one thing that i thought was cool about it when i saw you guys start that is like i didn't really think of you and brianna as being like you know exactly the same kind of poster to be honest
2: (laughs) sure sure what what, um what what's your evaluation of our posting styles
0: i would say that your posting style uh, your posting style to me feels like very like comedic ironic whereas Brianna feels a little bit more earnest, you know. Um maybe yeah, just maybe more of a kind of a a seriousness? Like more, Brianna lo- definitely doesn't lawyerly, I don't know. Julia, right? how would you describe? I think
1: it? I think cuz you know, I think Brianna is a little she definitely can be funny uh and she is on on Twitter, but she does she, you know, she really brings the receipts, and she, uh, she's very lawyerly in 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 her uh, her rhetoric, in like a cool way, uh, in like a yeah, a cool lawyer way, if you know such a thing exists.
2: She's pretty snappy, though. Yeah. You know, she's yeah, not like true. the kind of person who makes like you know, a thirty tweet threat,
1: no, or no, something no. like that. And that's what I mean by like cool lawyer. Like she has good like word economy. She can really she can uh, she can pack a pack a punch in a a terse little sentence
2: Well, that's not really a great skill for a lawyer to have because they're you know they're billing you by the word
1: you know I, I think that what we're coming to is that I actually don't know anything about lawyers <laughs> That's
2: just a different kind of poster basically yeah I mean, every lawyer I've encountered does n- has not been good at what I consider to be the core aspects of that job
1: am I cra- didn't did Brianna not go to law school? Is she not?
2: She did. She went to Harvard, Harvard school. Law
1: School,
0: right? Yeah, she's a lawyer.
1: Yeah, She'll, she's a lawyer. I, I, yeah. Okay, I, so I'm not completely off base. So I guess she's the, just the most non-lawyer lawyer out well, there. Well,
2: I mean, she's a lawyer, but she does, she's not a practicing lawyer. Right. She's a lawyer in the sense that she has a law degree and she probably passed the bar, which I don't, I don't even really know what that means.
1: No, no one does no one knows what no one, that it's means.
2: like a test you just like pass, pass a test mm-hmm. that's not impressive
1: yeah <laughs> well you know i uh are we getting away from from the subject in hand maybe but i I don't think we
2: are i, I want to <laughs> keep i want to keep going on this i don't know what the bar is it's like is like an initiation right or so i think it's a test i'm pretty sure because people say things like i'm studying for the bar yeah
1: it's a state it's a state test so that you can be a lawyer in that state. Right? We're all okay. We're all lawyers here.
2: <laughs> what was the point of the law degree? I don't know. Like the degree teaches you how to pass the test?
0: I've never I think been. the degree... I don't know. I've never taken it, but I think that the degree... You need the degree and the test, and that you can't necessarily pass the test just because you have the degree. Like, I think that the test is... Really hard, even for a lot of people who've been to law school. Like fifty percent fail it or something. Oh,
1: that's the Cal, the California State Bar is the hardest one, and it, I think it has like the highest fail rate of any.
0: Ah, uh, gotcha. So maybe that's why I think that because I am a Californian. Yeah. Well,
1: it seems to me they
2: should be te- they should have you take the past the bar before you go to law school.
0: Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Because if you go and you, you, otherwise
2: you've squandered three years and and know, like a hundred thousand dollars or more, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so I mean, in that sense, I I guess Brie is a lawyer. Yeah, but she's you know, it has not helped us in any way so far.
1: Right. Her so, legal skills, Like, know, she hasn't
2: gotten me out of any DUIs or anything.
1: Right, and you know <laughs> that is that is specifically what we are here to try to do. We are trying to here to we're here to try to get you out of those DUIs. Um, as I as I've said, I have a, re- a retired cop dad, so I probably can. No, he has no power. I don't know, but uh. Yeah. So, what is uh, again? Did you and Brianna have like an existing friendship before you started the show? Can you tell us a little no. bit about no? Okay, no, no enemies. No,
2: no. Yeah, I. I mean, I can't speak to her, but I. I think there was a mutual distrust. Um,
1: okay, great. Before perfect.
2: we started the show, absolutely like, bordering perfect. bordering on enmity.
1: Okay, okay. So that's that's good. That's. <laughs> That gives us a lot to work with. And so, you know, when the two of you started Bad Faith, it was really like, then I'm guessing a project for yourselves, like, can two enemies come together?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a, um, uh, kind of like a, like a, like a Hannity and Combs type situation.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, Ah, gotcha. Yeah. uh,
2: So, you know, I, I don't know if you're all, how familiar your audience is with Brie. I don't know if she's, you know, con, con, I don't know if she's gone on the show or
0: uh, she has yeah,
1: you know, what, been what, on here, a, yeah,
2: whether you have a regular segment about her or something like that.
1: Um we do, just debating what a lawyer is. And <laughs> uh and we never we never find out. I
2: don't yeah. know if she gives you legal advice because she's not giving me any. Yeah. Uh but you know, she was She's course, gotten pro-
0: me out of like several DUIs. So yeah. I I just I didn't want to say it because I was afraid I would hurt your feelings that she hasn't gone that extra mile for you. <laughs>
2: uh i mean it's not just duis i mean the, the thing that lawyers do is you know, they send threats right they right. send like intimidate other people uh and like th- that's what trump would do right that's what that's what um that, that was michael cohen's job he was mm-hmm. he was like a like a capo for trump and he would just like send you know just nasty threatening letters to to all sorts of people like you know journalists anyone who criticizes trump publicly even after trump became president when it's like well you can't freaking libel the president of the united states like sorry that's just that's pretty straightforward uh, it would be nice if Bree would do that on our behalf and we have right. some kind of fancy letterhead. Maybe, I don't know what y- you need to do in order to have a law firm, but I'm pretty sure you can just call yourself a law firm, like, you know, Gray and Associates or something like that, mm-hmm. or, or Gray Matter. I don't know, you can get like you. Yeah. With it. And, uh, you know, you just have a nice letterhead. And like anytime anyone criticizes us or the show, like we just send them a very threatening letter.
1: Right. And yeah. I think I think what we're getting at is the most important ingredient of all of this is going to be the letterhead. And, you know, we've talked about it on the show a number of times, the fact that you guys don't have a dedicated letterhead. And, you know, yeah. we're we yeah. are a little embarrassed for you, but um, but I know you guys are working on it. So
2: well, I don't have a printer.
1: OK, OK. So, so I'm hard. way,
2: way behind here. Right? Uh, no, I don't have envelopes. I don't have stamps. I know you can print out stamps, but you don't have a printer, so, you know, that goes back to square right. one on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even if I did have envelopes and, and, and paper and, and so on, then I, I don't really know where I would mail these things to. I haven't had to mail anything in years.
1: Right. That must be... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a whole bag of worms that just the things you don't have.
2: But letterhead was... would be nice. Is there a service where... I, I'm just spitballing here. Where you just, like, write something out like an email like type something up and like they'll just mail it for you
0: i think yeah i think so i have uh i've gotten stuff printed out at like print shops and... no no no. like
2: i'm saying like i don't i don't handle any piece right. of paper
0: oh. it's just like they
2: it's like full service mailing letters like they do the printing uh you can like maybe you can like design it kind of nicely with clip art or whatever like you make your Flip own art. letterhead and they just like do it and they just like you give them the address and say you know i want a letter sent Send him a letter.
1: I think that what you're stumbling across is a new business opportunity. This is a good yes. idea. Yeah.
2: This, this is a good idea. This
1: is, this is a hole in the market that we have now identified that you can capitalize on. And what's more important than that?
0: You know, I've been wondering uh, the, the kind of next thing that I wanted to talk about is what should. The online left direct its energy to next, and I think we've found the answer. This mailing business—it's yeah. like the—it's like the good pillow for leftists. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> yeah. you know everyone—you uh, know everyone—is sending these these messages to each other. That's you know like um, it's like you know fuck you, I hope you die. You know that I'm going to kill you, that kind of thing. And it's like it doesn't have any effect anymore, right? Because it's just like a comment we get on our Patreon, right, or under a YouTube video. But if that imagine now if that message were mailed, and you just like you open up your mailbox and like that's what you get. And there's a nice letterhead, and a stamp.
1: Again, okay, the, the letterhead is key.
2: The letter is key, and you're like, oh, this is this is important. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, somebody put in the extra mile there. Right. It's like you know, it's like calling someone to break up with them instead of sending a text. It's oh just, yeah. You know, it's just it just it just has a greater uh, m- emotional impact. <laughs> right. So I mean that's why elevator pitch. You know, I just I just came up with that <laughs> on the well, fly. It, it's
0: and it, it's appropriate to the show because what you're describing here is a whole new way of being a reply guy mm-hmm. that is not done yet. Really.
2: Yeah, I, fi- I figured you would relate to it because I yeah. imagine your your the sort of hate mail you get is slightly different from the sort of hate mail that me and Bree get.
0: I think so. I get a lot of uh, I have a lot of uh, super hardcore right wing haters. Um, really. Yeah, because I pissed off, uh, like, a fascist podcast network a couple years ago, (laughs) so a lot of my haters are, like, uh, QAnon people.
2: What was the fascist podcast?
0: Um, It's this network called Compound Media, and it's uh, Anthony Cumia's network, and they are-
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, they're um, very gross. From Opie
2: yeah. and Anthony, yeah, he yeah. was like, was he? He was like fired or something. He mm-hmm. was like a comedian. Yeah, he was, was he fired, was, and he got He really was fired one-wing. for
0: saying the N word, and then he like went <laughs> right, and then right. and then developed a whole podcast network around saying the N word. Around you
2: know, saying the N word, right? And then uh, hired
0: many people who also want to say that because
1: because they're all really I, bad. You know, much like the the letter writing business, Anthony Cumia. Saw a hole in the market after he was fired and said. I smell an entire media network. And boy, did he boy, did he make one.
2: And it's like successful.
1: Unfortunately, yes. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's I mean, it's, you know, it's. Well, it's I don't moderately know. successful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say that they're. I don't know how successful they are. I will say that they're. The fans do seem like numerous and rabid, um, but Virgil, really quickly, I I don't want to blow up your spot, but I've noticed that you are drinking oh, yeah. both Coca Cola and Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, are you okay? <laughs> and,
2: yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, i a little dehydrated. I just woke up, oh, so I'm okay. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm hungry. I'm disoriented. I just ate a I just ate a cheese stick and it was wet and that kind of made it me feel was, queasy.
1: It was wet. Okay.
2: Yeah. And did was you wake moist. up like
0: was it like is this morning for you or was this waking up from a disco nap?
2: I don't know I don't know what that I don't know what morning
0: is it. Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm I mean I'm awake and I'm here, so I feel like I've done my duty.
1: You like, I I've, mean I've, I've no fought you can't my, we part no, of the argument. no argument. No uh, argument there. And
2: I'm i I'm just trying to get you know, I'm just trying to get the brain functioning right now. Uh, right. So I've got I've got this wine that I oh
1: wine nice. Why- okay so wait so there's you're, a, you're... There's, a, there's
2: a there's a third beverage in okay it, wow
1: you're, so you're alternating between wine Red Bull and Diet Coke or Coca Cola
2: uh, no this is Mexican Coke
1: Mexican Coke the, so with the, good, the real the sugar. good stuff with yeah, real the sugar yeah okay. this is cool we like it wow I mean yeah. I I would say it's really important to hydrate but I think all three of those beverages make you more dehydrated. <laughs>
2: I don't think that's true. I mean, it's <laughs> fluid going in your body. I'm not sure how that would dehydrate you. I,
1: we'll never know.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure how you can make that argument. It just does not add up to me. You're right. Uh, the wine, you know, and thanks for asking, the wine has a bumblebee <laughs> on the label. It's a okay. Malbec. Uh, it's got a bumblebee on the label, and it's actually pretty good. It's actually, I, and I don't like wine, but this is, this, is actually, this is actually kind of hitting right now.
1: Okay. Oh, good. nice. A nice, like, spicy Malbec. That's nice. Good yeah, for you.
2: yeah. It's actually not that spicy, which you know, which I, I don't, I don't, I don't like wines being very spicy. That's mm. a little much. Like you know, calm down. Right. Uh, it's like just just
0: spicy wine.
2: Yeah, I don't like think just, I, just, yeah, well, I
0: don't think it needs. I, it need I spice. mean, it's sick I, to being
2: a gross fluid.
0: Yeah. I love wine.
2: You love wine. What's your favorite wine?
1: Uh oh God. I think I, I like a Shannon Blanc. I like a Gruner Vettliner. I'm a white wine bitch.
2: I don't know. Are you are you making those up? Because no. you could be, and I would not know. I also what, love. So, what, uh, what was the first thing you said?
1: Uh Shinnin Blanc.
2: Shinnin Shinnin Blanc. What does that mean? Like shining white.
1: Something like that.
2: Something like that. And what was the other one you said? It was like Verd.
1: Oh, Gruner-Vetliner.
2: Gruner vetliner Gruner Gruner vetliner That's not French.
1: No, that's German.
2: That's German. Yeah. Oh, I've never had a German wine. I did not realize such a thing
1: exists. Oh oh boy. I mean you're Is that
2: in- is the, those are whites.
1: Yeah. I like Okay. Um for red, I like a Cote de Rhone.
2: Côte I've not had that. I Cote, don't Cote I Duron. would not know. Cote de Rhone. <laughs> Co- oh, uh, coast of Rhone. Right, the Rhone. The Rhone River. Right. Okay. Uh never, never heard of it.
1: But you're, but you are no, I mean, one of the things that you're known for is that you are an amateur, small yay.:
2: Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, who isn't these days?
1: I know, but you know, because
2: I can. I mean, I can do the job. You know, you pour it into a glass and then you tell someone a story about it, and right. the, thing, the story doesn't have to be real. It doesn't matter. I mean, all wines are basically the same. Yeah. That's what they don't. You know, that's, that's what they don't they, tell they, you. Yeah, they pretend like, oh, this one's different. This one's older than that one. No, mm-hmm. it's all the same, and it all tastes exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, it's all based on your mood. So that's why you need to hire a sommelier to 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 tell you a story to like get your <laughs> mood up. And in my mind, the sommelier should just it should you know, I, I don't want to hear a fucking story about the wine. I don't want to hear any of this crap. Just just make up an an interesting story. Tell me a story about like robots in the future or something
1: like right. that. Right. So oh, you, man, that'd be
2: great. Set in, something setting set the, the Marvel cinematic universe. That's, I don't
1: know. That's really beautiful. So you are kind of a thought leader in the sommelier space in that you are kind of making a uh, wine choice into a sort of astrology slash mood ring
2: yeah kind of yeah i mean you know like my, like my job and your job is to be a storyteller right, right. uh you know we're just you know we're just kind of saying words to, to placate people mm-hmm. and uh you know that's that's what you know that's why we make the big bucks right and uh you know the, we you know we just happen to be doing it uh generally about the news and politics
1: mm-hmm.
2: like that's the that be the that's the components for the stories that we
1: tell right
2: and sommelier is just you know they're only working with wine and right. it's like how many stories about wine can you tell there's like maybe like what one movie about wine sideways and like that's it
1: <laughs> and you out know like
2: out of like hundreds of movies that have ever yeah. been made there's one about wine
1: i mean well, I, because- I actually failed the sommelier test because I just kept.
2: You didn't pass the bar.
1: I didn't pass the bar. Uh, of I love wine. it. That
0: was so good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, because I just kept telling the story from Sideways over and over and over again, it's the only one I know.
2: I, I mean, I've never read a book about wine. I don't think there are any.
1: I don't think so either. And you know, there's really no way to know anything about wine. We'll never know.
2: It's great. You know, it's grapes. I mean, there's nothing really much to say about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why there aren't that many sommeliers around because you, right. you can't really tell that many stories about wine. But if they were to start talking about the news, like if they were to give you like they come to your table and give you like a, just like a tight five about what's you know, what's going on. Like maybe like a kind of like a daily show kind of riff. <laughs> uh, maybe they play clips and like, you know, riff over it. Uh, do kind of like a mystery science theater thing, but for MSNBC or something like that'd be interesting. That would put me at ease and I would make the wine taste better.
1: God, you will not stop creating business opportunities on this show, yeah.
2: Virgil, I, I,
0: Texas, I, capitalist,
2: capitalist. I'm good I don't see that. You know what? That's not. I, I don't think that's capitalistic. That's just innovative.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's
2: yeah, just innovative. I, we need I, we need innovation.
1: It yeah. just it's felt like the last twenty minutes have been. Um, Kate and I are judges on Shark Tank, and you are just pitching various products to us, which I'm not entirely opposed to. Honestly, it's a nice change of pace. Well, the, okay. the, the food
2: writing, uh, uh, it's, it's been over my mind because a, a good friend of mine, his, he, he works as a chef at a restaurant, uh, like, a, like a new restaurant in Manhattan, and they just got a coveted positive review in the New York Times.
0: Mm. So oh my gosh. That's awesome. It so it's like,
2: it's like a huge thing, and he's
0: like,
2: uh, you know, it's like his food is being praised there, and like the restaurant's going to do pretty well because of it. And uh, I had not heard the name of this food reviewer before. I don't read food reviews. Right. i mean this is this is a whole other topic I, I don't i don't need information about food i know what i know what food is and i don't and and you know the whole concept of food reviews doesn't really make sense to me uh because i i mean because it's, it's all subjective right everyone's different and it's like it, like you can't just objectively say this you know this food's great because yeah. what if you just like different stuff than i do and the idea of like having one person you know have uh, like kind of gravitas about food like i don't know maybe you're i mean it's
1: pete wells
2: ma- right it, i think I, yeah, I believe that's the name p wells yeah uh, which i i've not been familiar with him i thought he said when, when my friend was telling me about this i thought i said pete wentz and yeah i was like that's cool man
1: from fallout Boy. that's
2: yeah that's cool that he likes your food that rocks i can't believe the new york times is wrong <laughs> that. uh but no no like i was, i was Pete wells i guess he was sort of like an older fellow and i guess he's the times lead food critic mm-hmm is that the case? Yep. I, I, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was that job you originally Frank Bruni's? Because that's what I thought. Because I knew Frank Bruni was a, he was a food critic, right?
0: I did not know that. I.
2: Yeah, before he had shitty political opinions, before he was one of the worst, dumbest opinion writers around, he was, It was either a food critic or might have been a wine critic. One of Damn, them.
0: Damn, that makes he a lot just, of sense. He
2: was just a fancy boy who ate. <laughs> and then at some point, uh, he was just like looking at the news and saying, you know what? My voice is needed here. <laughs> like, I can't stick to food anymore. Kind of like the, the sommelier that I'm talking about, right. who's like, you know, I, I can't keep talking to people about wine. There's news to talk about.
0: Right. I, I actually- should be. Giving- Yeah, to me, I can see going in the opposite direction, but like having a life where you just get to like wine and dine and enjoy beautiful restaurants and friends, and then you're like, I need to talk about upsetting shit. Like I could see, you know, us being like, uh, yeah, you know, from now on, we're going to talk about food. I mean, that's sort of what we're doing tonight, really.
1: You know, (laughs) (laughs) This is is the start of my new life. I never want to talk about Andrew Yang ever again.
0: Oh wow. my! But but we have to though because we Andrew Yang had a quite a fucking week. I was thinking of you all week, Julia. Well, I've uh, been
1: losing my fucking mind.
0: <laughs> so okay. There, so what
2: was his week? Did he ride on the Coney Island roller coaster, or did he get a, a shawarma and flushing or something? Uh,
1: I mean, did he, he did he
2: try hot pot? Yeah,
1: and his his campaign headquarters are the Times Square M M&M and M store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is. No, he uh he tweeted on National Pets Day about his uh <laughs> I'm actually I'm going to pull up the tweet but I I I I know I, the one you're talking about. I get I get distracted uh Virgil because I am worried about you <laughs> from the various beverages you're drinking. Why? Um, what's
2: what's the worry? I'm getting hydrated. Yeah. You know, I'm getting uh, vital sugars and alcohol. And vital uh, you need sugars. Uh, that's <laughs> one of the foods that you need to eat to survive. Okay, that's just a fact.
1: Well, absolutely uh, airtight, no arguments there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I you're you're a New Yorker as well. Yeah, right?
2: Yeah, New York
1: New, okay
2: yeah, <laughs> big apple
1: big apple, famously, yes um what? No, you're
2: you're not you're in the West Coast, is that right? No. Wait, where are you?
1: I'm in New York. Are you also in New York? We, we oh, both live in
0: wh- Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I keep assuming that you both live in the West Coast.
0: No, we both like, live I just have like- this
2: mental right cuz you cuz Kate came on our show and I was like, you know, how about that time zone difference, you know, making small talk like I do with the guests to kind of put them at ease right uh for the serious conversation to follow. And she's like, what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? I live like in your neighborhood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, I
2: just assumed you were both in LA. I don't know why
1: because we're, so, we're very so beautiful <laughs> we're so beautiful we're so cool you're, you're and like celebs and yeah um,
2: and you like give off this kind of like hollywood vibe yeah
1: um you know absolutely we I, we get that a lot that we're just kind of like industry insider types um again, yeah that's why we're very wealthy and we make so much money from um all of our ventures
2: but you are, in fact, in Brooklyn. Like, you could just be in like the apartment above me right now. Who, I just would not know.
1: Who's to say that I'm not? We don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't talk to my neighbors. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a weirdo thing to do.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. I have to read this Andrew Yang tweet, and I'm sorry. Okay, let's read it. I, I spend so much time on this show losing my mind about Andrew Yang. Um, and I have since the the primary, the Democratic primary, um, but but here we go Andrew Yang famously running for mayor of New York City For god knows why uh, On hashtag National Pets Day Celebrating our dog Grizzly Who we raised as a puppy But had to give away because one of our boys Became allergic to him Miss no. you Grizz Hashtag dogs for Yang And then it's two pictures of this dog And then everyone's quote tweeting it being like Hey pretty sure this breed of dog is hypoallergenic.
2: <laughs> okay, that's one.
1: That's one. Two, so unhinged to make this post about a dog that you no longer have, that you gave away. That
2: you gave away. That
1: you are, yeah. like... to be, To have the tone of this be so jolly and upbeat when you're talking about a dog that you gave away... <laughs> Is serial killer shit. I don't yeah. know. National- and, and,
0: well, and this is in the same week that he tweeted that there needs to be crackdowns on street vendors in New York. Yes. So he's, he is, he wants to hurt churro ladies, churl ladies. And, and puppies. And it's like, what kind of fucking pathology is this, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I mean,. This. One is, like, you, as you point out, you know, National Pet Day is uh, dog owner day. Whatever it is, is not for you.
1: Right. You yeah.
2: know. Uh, Just let, two, let other
1: people have this day. You
2: let other people have it's it. It's like and, if you
0: post it on bisexual day, like, once I ate someone out in college. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's not really your day, uh, you know? You know, day. you
2: post on, like, bi-visibility day. You know, I had a phase.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> yeah. I pissed my parents off one Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when I was, like, 20. Exactly. Now I'm, now I'm in a straight, aggressively straight marriage. Yes. Uh, and, t- and two, I mean, I mean, I, maybe you get away with it if the, the tone of the post is just different, and you're like, you know, had to give away this dog we beloved. Damn you, fate.
0: Yeah.
1: It was like, it was again. It was so excited and jolly, like. We raised this dog as a puppy, and then we had to give him away. #Hashtag Dogs for Yang.
0: <laughs> Andrew Yang follows me on Twitter, so I feel so bad yeah. tweeting about him. Cause why? I don't know. I don't know. I I just you know, it's very um, Andrew. I mean, like I want to. I I think he he sucks, obviously, but. Uh, He seems like a person who gets his feelings hurt like individually and is like reading his own replies he responded to me once after i like i posted about how he sucked for endorsing biden you know when everyone was dropping out and he replied to it andrew yang reply guide me and uh Then it was, like, a weird moment, because I wasn't expecting that, you know? I just want to be able to talk my shit in peace. Isn't that,
1: like, the whole story of the internet, is that we just don't expect people with audiences that big to see what we're saying? We just want to be able to talk our shit?
0: Yeah, we just want to be able to talk our shit. Whereas
1: I tweet every day hoping that Andrew Yang will see exactly what I'm tweeting about him. He
0: probably name searches himself. I would not be surprised. Um... I don't know. Seth
1: Rogen does. He replied to me once because of oh my god because I said that uh, I said that he's not hot enough for Charlie's <laughs> Sarah. Wow. And then so, he and then he said he agrees, so he's cool. Uh, my all right.
2: he's cool with that. Yeah, Andrew Yang is the the mayoral candidate most likely to reply to one of your posts with just a sad emoji.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you're like, oh, I don't know how to read this.
1: You're a grown maybe man, I, sir.
2: Maybe I did make him feel bad. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for listening to Reply Guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash replyguys, where we have a catalog of over 25 bonus interviews with renowned writers, journalists, and comedians, with an additional episode uploaded each week. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Framgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel.